Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. What's up, people? It's your boy Rico back at it again, yet again. Back on the Buffalo Fanatics and Rico Report. Appreciate y'all tuning in. As always, always showing love, even in the offseason. I know some of y'all, I mean, grab the blanket, you know what I'm saying, and hibernate for the offseason. But we can't do that as content creators, man. We got to keep it pushing. But what is there to talk about, Rico? <laughs> Lots, right? We got to figure out, man. If we're if we're not in the Super Bowl, if we're not prepared for the Super Bowl. I mean, obviously, we fell short somewhere. So we got to talk about it, right, people? Let's go. The bull, the Bills over everything. Terrence Bland, salute to y'all, man. And first of all, salute to everybody tuned in. Salute to the Bing Squad for those that have subscribed to the channel and subscribed as members of the Bing Squad. Salute to y'all. And just because you know, I gotta ring that bell. For the Bing squad, Bing, Biggity, Bing, what's happening, everybody? Let's go, man. Let's get into it, fix. Folks, uh, top priorities for these bills. I mean, listen, I can hear, I can see here and fluff things all over the place and try to buy time. Ain't no time to buy, right? We just got to get right into it. And if you look at this roster, you look at what we need to do. Um, first things first, we ended up fixing or I guess filling our need beyond the positions on this team. And that was coaching. And the the thing that I loved what we did with this coaching staff is that we, A, retained our talent, right? It used to be back in the day, the Bills didn't retain shit. You know what, you know what they did? Anytime that they'd, they'd produce any type of talent, whether it was in coaching, whether it was in players, they'd develop these players to let them walk because we didn't want to pay them. We felt that, we could always rebuild in the draft, but it never worked out for us until we started to get back our own players. And it really started with Doug Whaley. Doug Whaley was like, yo, I'm not about, I'm not in the business of letting these players go. We got to start paying. And the big, the big one was when we, when we brought in Mario Williams, paid that brother hundred mil. We're like, damn, so okay. The bills are spending money, money. Right. And then we had Marcel Darius. We had to pay Marcel. And then we started kind of retaining our own, which was great because that was something the Bills never used to do. So fast forward to right now, that's what we've been doing, right? We kind of, you know what I mean? Guys that have produced, guys that, that you know said are, are doing what they're supposed to do, we retain them. Teron Johnson coming back to the crew, right? Jordan Poyer, right? Got himself a contract to come back, right? So there were so many things. And Micah High, when he got his contract, we, we normally, the Bills would just let these boys walk. Like, it pained me. It pained me seeing a lot of these, these guys walk, man. Like, Name the player that you could you could go ahead and say, why do we let that guy walk, right? So a lot of times, it, it um, it's crazy. Now that we're in an era where it's about developing and keeping your players, you got to do it. You got to do it. So I like Whaley. I know y'all, Whaley, I ain't going to hate on Doug Whaley because he started that trend to bring back our players, right? Like, you got to start paying. Buffalo is not a destination that you like, I'm ready to go to Buffalo. Let's keep it a buck, people. Ain't nobody trying to, you know what I'm saying, 
that's their first place to go because they just love the city. You know what I'm saying? It's football first, and then you fall in love with the city afterwards, but you got you to gotta be brought there first. So we had to pay up. Now we've got a little something going. People are kind of looking at, okay, well, hold on now. I see a lot of players out there doing their thing, having some success, and they got a damn starting quarterback out there that's killing it. Franchise quarterback, let's go. So it's nice that we retain things, retain players and retain people. And the one thing that I really love what we did was we said, Joe Brady, you took the interim coach after we let go of Kent Dorsey, which has now got an OC job with the Browns. And side note, I know that brother's still feeling a little salty. I know he is because they asked him, hey, bro. Um, and I mean, I feel the same way, too, to be honest with you. That I get I get fired midseason and my predator, you mean my, my successor comes in and has success. And now they're telling me, hey, so uh, what what? What was it that went wrong in Buffalo? And why'd you get fired and all that stuff? Yo, I'm, I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to move on. And I, I read a piece that mentioned something to the nature of Deshaun Watson doesn't turn the ball over like Josh Allen does, right? He created uh, an MVP in Cam Newton, and Cam Newton was a, was a turnover machine too because if you looked at, I think there was some of the, Cam had like four or five seasons of over 10,000, 10, 10 interceptions, right? 10 turnovers, right? So then, Deshaun Watson, I think, has only had like one season of over 10 interceptions. So they're they're trying to say that Ken Dorsey will pretty much rein in and and uh and pretty much get the most out of Deshaun Watson. So almost it's just, so we're gonna be watching what the Browns do and what Ken Dorsey does. And I know he's a little salty, but it is what it is. But what I do love about this transition is that we went from Ken Dorsey to Joe Brady that was able to utilize things that Ken Dorsey wasn't, right? So that's what got this offense moving along. And what, what is he? 30, not even, I don't even think he's 35, Joe Brady. So Joe Brady, young and and, and up-and-coming OC, we say, you know what? You're retained. You're going to stay with the squad, and you're going to move as Josh Allen moves. And Josh Allen seems to like what he's got in our guy, Joe Brady. And then what we do, we double back around and say, hey, Bobby Babbage, come on down, bro. So Bobby, what, just turned 40, and he's going to be running the defense. So, and it's, and you go from a, 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 a defensive coordinator, now he is, from a safety, safety's coach and linebacker's coach. And any position he's gone through, he's developed these players to play at peak, at their peak. I mean, look at what Micah Hyde, he goes first year, he goes with the safety, Micah Hyde becomes a pro bowler. And then, and then Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyde, one of the best two safeties in the game at the time, now they're a little longer in the tooth, but the best two safeties in the game, playing, they were both playing at all pro level. So, Kudos to Bobby, Bobby Babbage. So what does he do? He comes to the linebacker squad. What does he do? He gets Matt Milano as an all-pro player. Fam, Terrell Bernard was having a killer season to begin the season. So when you get those two boys back, it's going to be amazing. And the fact that Bobby Babbage is not going to be running the whole squad, bro, that's an upgrade. That's a big upgrade. So big time, big things are being done with, with the, the coaching staff. So priority number one was getting this coaching staff intact and getting them young and getting them right in where they're supposed to be. Right. And, and leading this young team. So that's huge. That's, that was part number one. And they nailed that good job, Brandon Bean. good job, Sean McDermott. You got those two positions taken care of. And then you bring in, uh, then you promote obviously Al Holcomb uh, gets the promotion as well. So big, big shout out um, to, to the squad and what they're, what they're doing. So that's number one, right. Out, out the books. Uh, number two, we got to figure out what we're going to do at that receiver position. All right, let's give it a buck. It is 
highly unlikely. And if he does come back, I will question it personally, but highly unlikely that Gabriel Davis does return. He's earned the right to go out and find himself a big deal. He's probably worth between 11, maybe to 14 max high, high end 14 mil a year. But you know, free agency, free agency is going to pay you what they're going to pay you. Um, and he's built enough of a resume that, you know I mean, he's going to be coveted somewhere. He's going to be coveted somewhere. If the team retains him, which I highly doubt, I'd be disappointed personally because we're just running it right back. But that's that skill set. I think we need to upgrade from that skill set uh, from Gabe Davis. Not that Gabe Davis is a terrible player because he's not. He's absolutely not. But I'm looking forward to potentially, you know what I mean, seeing what this Bills team is going to do. So uh, I'd love to see an upgrade from there. Obviously, you got the draft that's that's just around the corner, not too large, not too far from here. And then there's going to be a whole lot of free agent receivers that you can take a look at. There's going to be a whole lot of them. Um, so that I'm looking forward to. And don't and let's not forget, we already have one marinating on our sidelines right now. So we may not even go any further. We have Justin Shorter that had a whole year to obviously. I mean, he didn't get the 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 playing time that we would love because obviously he was on the injured reserve. But we have a whole we have a whole fifth round draft pick, six four two twenty, that's ready to go. And Justin Shorter, that's got the speed, that's got the size, he's got all the things that you would covet in a receiver. So let's not sleep on Justin Shorter. I mean, I told you. I mean, I got I, some folks tried to they tried they tried to roast my my ass when I said that he gives me. Terrell Owens movements because if you watch the way he runs his routes and breaks and stops and the way he runs and, and moves and bro he he gives me T.O. vibes right the vibes of the way he moves now whether that translate on the field we're about to find out in year two and how that goes are you saying he's gonna be a hall of fame receiver man shut your ass up like I'm saying he's gonna be a hall of fame receiver when we haven't even seen the guy play on the field but his movements give me that so you you bring in a second year player and Justin Shorter that's I'm sure that's gonna be motivated. That's gonna be like, listen, I'm ready to go. Like I had a whole year to watch and see how things are done. You pair him with Kalusha Shakir. You know what I'm saying? You pair him with Dalton Kincaid. You pair him with Stefan Diggs. We may not have to go any any further, right? But I'd still like to add one more piece. And let's not forget. Let's not forget. We still we we just brought in a, a few we um. We signed a futures contract with uh, KJ Osborne, pure speed from KJ Osborne. So now we can move on from, and I, I personally, I'm all, I'm all for it. If we bring Deontay Hardy back, I, I'd be like, what are we doing? What are we doing, folks? So you got KJ Osborne that can come in and give you that speed element. Now, whether he stays healthy, that's a whole nother ball game. Move on from short, from, from Hardy, you say four and a half mil, and then you jump in with, KJ Osborne, like I said, KJ Osborne. I keep saying KJ Hamler. I apologize. Golly, KJ Hamler, you got some speed right there. Now he's not the biggest. He's not the biggest. He's about my size. You know what I'm saying about five nine, five ten. About that size. But boy, can boy can he can run? That brother can run. So we'll see how this receiver room plays out. But that is what we have on the roster now. We just need that one more piece that to come in and not only compete, but like you gotta have competition. You can't just come in like nothing worse than when everything's already set in stone. So there's really no competition. It's just trying to hone in on your skills. No, you got to bring that competition. So it brings the best out of everybody on that squad. You know, my man's is already number one. Diggs is number one. So anybody can be pushing number uh, Diggs, but that number two spot, you need competition at that number two spot. 
you need to. So you got to bring somebody in. You got to bring, you got to let Justin Shorter battle it out and then get some free agents in there. And then we'll see how, how it plays out. Then you got to draft your receiver. So for me, you got to look for that, that number two receiver and where we decide to go with it. So I'm looking at the, um, I'm looking at the free agents that are around. It's, it's really cool to talk about Mike Evans, but Mike Evans, he, he's going to be priced out. He's, I think he's going to be too priced out for us to even, even bother looking his way. Um, and although it'd be really cool, I can't see Brandon Bean making a splash like that because we learned our lesson with Von Miller and it's kind of setting us back right now. So for me, I ain't even looking that brother's way. I, I'm just going to say I'm moving on. Now, Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham, will he command a bag? I'm sure he's going to try to. He got 50. I think he got 16 mil this year. Does he plan to go back to Baltimore? I can't see him going back to Baltimore because he saw what happened, bro. Like, brother wasn't looking your way, man. Him and Zay, Zay, listen, Zay Flowers and him had that connection. There wasn't that much of a connection between, I'm saying, um, Odell Beckham alongside uh, Lamar Jackson. So potentially, I mean, listen, I, I wouldn't mind bringing in Odell uh, for a look-see and uh, see if it could work out. I think that'd be great. Good route runner. I think he's one year removed from his injury, so he could be going in. But, I mean, the one thing that is against him, he's going to be, what, 30? He's 31 right now. He'll be 32. I think we're trying to get younger. We want to get younger at that position. So, to me, you could bring in Odell, but uh, it ain't looking that great. Then you got Curtis Samuel, 27 years of age. You got Tyler Boyd, that's 29. Cedric Wilson, uh, Kedrick Bourne will be a nice, a nice receiver is quick. Um, but I want that number two. I want that, you know, I mean, strong number two. And when you look at what is out there, other than what you, what I just mentioned, the top two guys, obviously, you know, there's going to be some cap casualties along the way. So we'll have to be paying attention to that. T Higgins is available, but he's going to command the bag as well. Michael Pittman Jr. is going to command the bag. He may go back to Indianapolis. Can't see that happening to 26 years of age. So, there's going to be some, some, some players out there. LaVisca Cheneau. I, I had high hopes for LaVisca, man. LaVisca should have been something uh, like a specimen. He could have been used. But this brother never just panned out the way we, that I anticipated. Van Jefferson would be an interesting one. But he's, a slot, he's more of a slot receiver. I think this is where our guy, Khalil Shakir, has kind of earned the right to take that slot position. But, I mean, there's so many, there's so many routes that we can go. Uh, but... The receiver position is something that we can't ignore. We at least have to be looking to draft. Obviously, we have to. The question is, where do we draft? Are we looking at late rounds? Are we looking early rounds? We'll see. But uh, something that uh, we want to take 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 notice of, that's for sure. I got a comment coming in from my, Mitch, my man Mitch. says, yo, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, who are some disgruntled receivers looking to play with Josh Allen? Let me tell you something. I'm so glad you mentioned that, bro. So... I'm not I'm not normally a guy like if I dream, I dream about like stupid shit where where someone's chasing me and I'm trying to fight somebody off. You're, there's normally some some of my dreams, man. You know, they're always trying to trying to get at your boy. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to fight people off and my punches are like this. <laughs> Can't do nothing. But I finally had like a football dream just a couple of days ago, which was crazy. And in the dream, I scoffed at it because I it, it, it seemed like it was the norm. But then. You know what I'm saying? I w- wake up and do whatever, and, and, and you know, I mean, I'm reading through my stuff, and I was like, "Yo, I just, you know, who I dreamt was on the squad." I don't know if if this, if I if I put it into existence, great. But we had Stefan Diggs, and we had Deontay Johnson. We had Deontay Johnson on our squad, <laughs> yo. And 
I scoffed at it like it wasn't a big deal. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, we got Deontay Johnson, we got Stephon Diggs, Kincaid, and you know, we should we should be all right for next year. I was like, what? So I'm like, I wait. I'm like, I go back to think about, yo, that dream was that's a legit dream. Having Deontay Johnson next to next to Kincaid, next to Kalusha Kier, bro, and that speed, fam. So I might I might have to kind of put that in, out into the existence and listen, knock on the door of the Steelers and be like, yo. Are you trying to, you know, me move on from Deontay Johnson? Like, what are we talking about here? What are you, what you, what you looking for? You need something from us? What you want? Take your pick. What you, what you need on? I'll tell you who's available, and I'll tell you who's not. If you're looking for a draft pick, I, I mean, I'll, I'll send you a fifth, sixth. What you got? So, I'd love to see a Deontay Johnson on the Bills. Now, I'm probably, I mean, obviously, it's wishful thinking, clearly, but it's never impossible. It's never impossible. But I don't know if you guys have ever had dreams like that. I'm obviously you guys have. But most of my dreams are like I'm chasing somebody, I'm doing whatever. Like I'm a night worker, right? So I just woke up and I'll tell you right now, the dream I just had was I was on a what my black ass is doing on a sailboat. Couldn't tell you because I would not be on the damn water. But I was on one of those those uh those things where you gotta like pump your legs. It's like a single a single person on it, and you gotta pump your legs and it allows you to go over the water. So I'm I'm doing one of them things. And there's a shark right next to me and trying to get up on my sh- and I'm trying to push it down with my hand. Never would I do that in the first place. I'm trying to push it down. I was like, yo, let me wake my ass up before I get taken down by a mini jaws next to me. Crazy. How we end up talking about these. <laughs> how I end up talking about this dream right now with y'all is crazy. But anyway, let me get back to what we talk about here. So but the Bills receiver room. We got to we got to we got to you know what I'm saying just tweak it just a little because we have the nucleus. We got ourselves a number one tight end, and I'm so glad we got Kincaid. We have ourselves a number one receiver. Let's cut the BS. He's a number one receiver. We got ourselves a slot receiver, and it's looking like he's going to break out in year three. I can't wait for it. You just need that complimentary number two piece on the side. Is it Justin Shorter? Is it going to be a draft pick? Is it someone that that, that comes out of nowhere and, and, and really shows out? Because, I mean, we have, what, Shavers on our squad right now? Shavers could really be some good things, man. And then the draft alone, Worthy, right? Was it, uh, we got Worthy, and then you got uh, Xavier Leggett. Like, there, there are some receivers out there. We're definitely going to be drafting. question is, where do we draft? So the number two spot is something that we should all be kind of peering and paying attention to, see how that all plays out. Uh, Sam H.S. Diggs is not a, a bad contract. The fact that we got Diggs haters in the fan base pissed me off. I don't think anybody's haters. I think it's a frustrating touch on the Diggs situation because, I mean, you already know what it is, man. Like, his contract is his contract. Whether they do something about it or not, which I highly doubt, it's just what it is. Um, but here we are. Here we are. But what I will say this, Diggs, Kincaid, you know what I'm saying, and the rest – we can fill out, and I think we definitely will with the with alongside obviously our guy, um, Mr. Kalu Shakir. So we'll see. The number two spot to me is one of the big priorities for going into this uh, this offseason. Establish who our, our receiver two is going to be alongside the pieces that we have. We're back into, I mean, we're always going to be in contention with Josh Allen, but we're back into business. Back in business. All right. That's the that's number one. Uh, number two, excuse me, because number one was we filled our offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator positions. And with young guys that know this roster, that knows his team. So number two, let's let's fill out the receiver role, right? Number three, let's figure out the back end of this defense. 
it's clear we can't have both Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyde back. We just can't. I'd be disappointed if we did that. I'd be disappointed. But I know that Brandon B was like, you know, there's not going to be much of a splash. We might, you know what I mean, try to bring back guys and and it might, it might be, you know what I mean, running it back again, if you will. But I'm not, I'm not really interested in that. Hold on. I'm not really interested in bringing those two guys back, not because I don't like them, because I like Micah Hyde and I love Jordan Boyer. I really do. But you can't bring those two brothers back, man. So I'm looking at this, this back end, and we got to figure what we're going to do with the cornerback position. That's number one. So Trey White, figure that part out. What are we going to do with it? What kind of relationship does he have with the squad and, and with the medical staff? And there's the medical staff saying he's going to have a full recovery. He's going to be the same player. Who knows? Who knows? So we'll see how that plays out. And the way it's worked out is he's, uh, he's in a position that we can walk away from that and, and save $6 million. So the business side of it makes all the sense. <laughs> the business side of it makes all the sense. Stan, Terrence Bland said, yo, that's, that Stanley was cute, Rico. Let me tell you something. So my daughters, let me tell you what this is. I didn't know what this was until they told me, right? So apparently this thing is called the Stanley. I don't know why, but it is what it is. And she's on this Timu website. And she keeps playing these little games on Timu that get you points and stuff like that. And, you know, sometimes we treat the girls and we get them something. But she's been playing these points. She's been getting these points. And they sent her this thing for free. And now your boy is Stanley cupping it. <laughs> And she goes, Dad, that's mine. I was like, what's yours is mine, especially under this roof. Everything is mine. All right. <laughs> when your name is on the mortgage, talk to me. <laughs> so, yeah, now that's my Stanley Cup now. So, anyway, we win it. Terrence Bland, I see you, uh, you. I see you peeping the Stanley. I got you. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to it. So, the back end of this defense, we got to figure it out. So, here's, here's what we're working with. All right. What we know. You got Cam Lewis. You got Teron Johnson in the slot. You got Christian Bedford, Dane Jackson. Who knows what we're going to do with Dane Jackson, right? I'm just giving you all the names of what we have right now, right? Obviously, we got Trey White. Then you got our two. Then you got obviously Michael Hyde's probably going to take a step back. You got Joe Poirier. Then we got to figure out what we're going to do with Taylor Rapp, right? Then you got Saran Neal. All right. So here's my take. A, we have to, like, every year, it's a must that we draft a corner. It's just what it is. Every year. And then Kyer Elam. Let's not forget about Kyer Elam. Let's not disrespect, let's not disrespect that brother. Kyer Elam as well. All right? So, what do you do? You're, you're in a defensive predicament. And what I love about this is that you have Bobby Babbage that's going to have to, he's going to have great in, insight on what he wants done with his defense. How do you want to run your defense? Although it's McDermott's defense, but now you've hired this guy to, to make decisions on this team and what he wants to do with it. Let him run it. If you're giving me this position and I've accepted it, I'm sure there's some terms in that contract that says I'm running this defense. Obviously, you're the head coach. You're going to run. You're going to have your insight. But let me run this and let me let me figure out personnel and what I want to do. So what will he want to do with his team? Here's the deal. I like and I, I love Christian Bedford at the cornerback position. I think he's physical. I think he's just he's a solid, he's a solid zone corner uh defender. And a, a great zone corner could transition well to safety. We are we're gonna be in need of a free safety. So 
can you make that transition? And that's the thing where that where you're like, well, why do you want to why do you want to move that? Leave Christian Benford where he is. Rasul Douglas, assuming that I mean we're gonna we're probably gonna extend him. I assume that's what we're gonna that's what's gonna happen. So extend Rasul Douglas, have him hold down the spot. Kyrie Elam should, I don't want to say should, because we'd love to see what Kyrie Elam can do to take over the other cornerback spot. Christian Benford moves to safety, free safety. Now you have Jordan Poirier and Taylor Rapp, because I'd bring back Taylor Rapp. So now if you wanted to go with Jordan Poirier and and Christian Benford and then Taylor Rapp becomes the -the in-the-box safety, let's do it. I like the -the in-the-box safety look. And you got Teron Johnson if you want to if you want to go dime package whatever you guys want to do, but Taylor Rapp returning, I think it's a must. Maybe transitioning Christian Benford to safety. I know there was there was conversation or there was an article or two out there potentially saying that he was taking some looks at safety. So if that was true, I wouldn't mind seeing that transition, right? Maybe they drafted him knowing that yo we're gonna start you off a corner and we'll move you to safety. That's what we did with Aaron Williams. Aaron Williams came in as a corner and then we transitioned him. We transitioned him to safety and he was quite, he was doing quite well at safety until that obvious, that obvious injury. Right. So Benford safety, but I like, I like him at corner though. So maybe we have Rasul Douglas and Benford at your two cornerback spots. And then we, we work from there. Ah, I don't know, man. I don't know. But then now you're, you're looking for a safety in the draft. So I'm also on board with that. I'm also on board. But then I'm like, okay, let's take a look at free agent safeties, uh, free safeties. Oh, no, you know what? Let me go to safety. Let me just go, go safety altogether. Free agent safeties in, the, in, in free agency that we could potentially uh, look at. So Buda Baker at 28 is going to be uh, a free agent. And uh, he's in his last year in his contract. So, like, could they end up bringing him back? I could probably see them bringing him back. Uh, Micah Hyde, obviously, I can't see him coming back. I really can't. Um, he's 33 years of age. You know what I mean? So if we do bring it back, it's going to be on a, on a, on a, you mean a measly deal. Could he come back? But then are we hurting the defense by having that? I don't know. I'm not sure if I, I like that route. I'm not sure I like that route, but I love Micah Hyde. Don't get me wrong. Right. Chauncey Gardner Johnson, 26 years of age. Chances are he may go back to Detroit or he's looking for a huge deal. I don't know if we're ready to pay big money like that. Jordan Whitehead from the Jets would be would be a, a, a nice addition. Uh, I'm looking at uh, some of the guys that are available. I got Jalen Mills, 29. He's, he's up there. Kareem Jackson, 36. Ain't no way. <laughs> I'm just looking at some of the safeties that are that are uh, that are going to be out there. Xavier McKinney's going to be out there. Kyle Duggar is a is a free agent. So here's the here's the big one with Kyle Duggar. So that was a name that the Bills were associated with uh, when he was uh, in the draft class uh, just a, what a four four years ago, give or take. So he becomes available. Do they bring him back? Do the Bills look at him? What kind of deal is he looking for? His market value right now, his market value is sixteen point five mil. Golly, we ain't doing that. Can't see us doing that unless we move some move some things around. Um, Antoine Winfield Jr. I can't see them letting go of this brother, and he's going to be accounted for a lot of money. Taylor Rapp right now, I got to bring him back. And right now, Taylor Rapp's, his value right now is a 5.5 mil. You got to bring that brother back. You got to bring him back. I can't see why not. And he's only 25 years old. Bring that brother back and see what we can do. 
right? But uh, there's some, there's some, there's some talent out there. There's some talent out there. And plus, let's not forget, we got, uh, we got the draft that we're going to look forward to as well. So uh, the options are infinite. The options are infinite, but we just got to make sure that we get the right nucleus together. So what do we, where, where do we go? What do we do with Kyir Elam? There's so many questions that I hope McDermott and Babbage put their head together. Will they, I mean, you got to give his opportunity, give an opportunity to Babbage and, uh, and McDermott to try to see what they can do with Kyir Elam. And if Trey White is not retained, you got to slide him in and then move Bedford over. I mean, that just only makes sense. I can't see it being the other way around. So we'll see. But that's the one thing that we need to do is just figure out the back end. I'd love to have Taylor Rapp back and uh, and fir- and bring him back so we can have that option of having that that in-the-box safety if we need to, that give a different look, still be competitive if, you know what I mean, we have a run-heavy team and we want to still you know I mean, cover ourselves on the back end with Milano and Christian Benford, excuse me, uh, Christian Benford, uh, Terrell Bernard. So we, we should be, we, we should be all right. We should be all right. Joshua Richardson says, I like Geno Stone from the Ravens. Well, let's, before we get into Geno Stone, we're going to, we, I mean, there's some, there's some names that I have right now. Actually, there's one name that I'm heavily paying attention to uh, coming out of this draft. So uh, we will go from there. David Reed says, uh, you need to look on the clearance rack, Rico. <laughs> Bills ain't got no money. <laughs> Yo, you're not wrong, bro. But, Taylor Rapp is definitely in in the the price range because I mean once we save money I mean to I've seen some I've done myself but I've seen some uh, some scenarios where the bills can get up into the twenty mil mark once we make some certain adjustments restructures and so on and so forth we can get back into twenty mil so then we have some play some play around right so um we got no money but we do got money but we don't you know what I mean so Brandon Bean I trust is going to so figure some some parts out but. Just to kind of round out what we want to do at that that cornerback spot. Kyrie Elam, I hope he takes that leap. Maybe he's just a very, very, very late bloomer. And I hope he takes that leap. And I hope he gains the confidence. Because if this brother can just have the confidence, and I don't know him personally, but if he just has the confidence, bro, like he's got all the physical tools that he can be so damn dominant. But his confidence, at least to my opinion, and what I've seen on screen has been shot. You know what I'm saying? And and then he gained his confidence with that playoff interception. That was massive, right? Undercuts the, the corner, the, the safety, the receiver in the end zone. Boom, interception. Like, you love to see it. You love to see it. So um, something that we should be very much paying attention to, and I'm really hoping that uh, Kyrie Elam takes that, just takes that just giant leap and that giant step and says, okay, I'm taking cornerback one. I was drafting around one. I'm going to, I'm going to give you back your return on your investment. Let me show you what I got. I'm hoping that's what I'm hoping for. And then Rasul Douglas, obviously I hope he returns and I'm, I'm, I can't see him not returning. I, I can't see them dropping him either. So I think he returns. And then now you got to figure out Christian Bedford, what do you do with him? Dane Jackson. So there's some, there's some things that we're going to figure out, but one thing's for sure, bring back Taylor Rapp for sure. And then we can look at that say that free safety position. If it's not going to be Christian Bedford, and then we look to the draft and, and fill that need. But that's something we definitely will need to do. Uh, free agency, there's just, we got no money for that, man. <laughs> I see that the Buda Bakers and, and the Chauncey Gardner Johnsons, uh, we just don't got the money for it. We just, we broke, broke. We broke, broke. So we'll, we'll see how it's all going to play out. LSU, Bama, South Carolina, they got studs. Yo, there's some studs everywhere. There are some studs everywhere. So uh, we're going to see what we have in them. 
Uh, let me see. Somebody, Laura said, uh, Kyrie, I haven't seen it yet, except for that interception. <sighs> Girl, we are waiting. We are waiting for Kyrie. The thing is that Kyrie's shown us, he's shown us, he's shown us some, some promise. Like he's got promise. He's shown us some promise. He's shown us that he can play in his league. It's just that, I mean, the, 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 you have to have such thick skin as a corner because you will get beat multiple times. But in those, in those, in those moments, I hope you're learning, you're taking lessons when you, while you get beat because then it's a chess match, right? He said that receiver set you up all game long for him to hit you with the Omi the Okidoke. So if he's hitting you with slants all day, you know what I'm saying? And, and now you're ready to bite on that slant and all of a sudden they call a sluggo and you, you hit that with the sluggo and he tries to bite, you're gone. So you're just going to have to be patient. You're going to have to know, you be in the film room. You're going to have to know your opponent on what he likes to run, what the quarterback likes to hit him on. There's so much that goes into, I mean, obviously these film studies and what these players go through. So it'll be fun this offseason. But I'm just glad that we have Babbage. I'm glad that we have McDermott that's going to put their heads together and we're going to try to figure something out. But you know damn well they're going to draft a receiver. They're going to draft a corner. They're going to draft a corner. You just know it. So we'll have to, we'll have to go off of how they they go off at this free agency if they bring no one in free agency then you know damn well they're going for the draft you know what you know what's happening so uh that's what i'm looking at that for us to fill fill our needs on the back end all right um john herring said roll with benford and douglas you roll with benford and douglas cool have kyer as the i guess the the next man up at cornerback spot dane jackson walks they let Dane Jackson go figure figure things out, or we bring Dane Jackson coming coming back. So then we have two, you know, what I'm saying corners that we can slide in there. I mean, shoot, all right then. And then Trey White, obviously, you know, we know Trey White is gone. But what if they bring Trey White back? What if they trust in Trey White and they don't save the six million dollars? They can't. They don't have the heart to do it. And now, do do you got to figure things around? We'll see. We will see. Nirvana says, yo, let Jane, let Dane walk, man. He, he's out of here. Let him walk. Let him, let him go figure some things out. I'm probably, and that's probably the route they're going to take. That's probably the route they're going to take. All right. So let's go to number four. Number four, yet again, we got to get the pass rush. I know everybody's sick of it. Yo, we, every year we hit up the pass rush. We go for a defensive end and we always, sorry, folks. This is a quarterback driven league. And in order to affect the quarterback, you've got to put pressure on the quarterback. How you put pressure on the quarterback, you rush the quarterback. And that's exactly what we need. We need to be able to rush the passer. <sighs> Obviously, contractually, and the way it's set up, and the way that, you know I mean, things shake, Von Miller is returning. And barring something like something happens, if it's legal with this legal thing and that gives us a way to get out of it, he returns. All right. Does he return to the player he was from last year? I doubt it. If he does, bonus, big time bonus. Then you have obviously Greg Rousseau that's that's going for him going to what his fourth year going into his fourth year. So we're going to find out how that how that plays out. AJ Epinesa. What do you do with AJ Epinesa? Do you let AJ Epinesa walk? Was he young enough talent for you to bring him back? Um, do you want to bring him back? There's so much that that stands in the way of of trying to get things get things to get things to happen. So let's see how that how that works. Let's see how that works. Um, so 
there's just so many things that we can we will we'll have to try to figure out in this regard. So that being said, let's look at this defensive. This, I'm looking at the free agency for the defensive uh, the defensive line, and let's figure. Let's see what is out there. You see here. Give me one moment. Try to figure something out for y'all. So Leonard Williams, obviously Chris Jones is. If Chris Jones, Chris Jones, he's obviously going to return to the to the Kansas City Chiefs. His market value is twenty eight point four million dollars. Twenty eight point four million dollars. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! So. What they're trying to say is this. I mean, right now his his he's making nineteen point five, right? So nineteen point five is what he's making right now. So stack another ten mil on that, and that's what you that's what you're gonna get. So his market value, they're saying he's gonna get three years, eighty five mil, eighty five point four mil with an average salary of twenty eight point four. My goodness, he's rated as the number two defensive tackle in the game, right? Obviously, Aaron Donald being number one, Nick Bolt, uh, and then you got. Uh, TJ Watt, that's a big-time player as well. God, that's insane, people. That's absolutely insane. Listen, $31 million is what Aaron Donald is actually making right now. So I guess it's not that insane as I thought. But Chris Jones is going to anticipate a lot of money. Whoever goes to get that, brother, good luck, right? That's a lot of money to one player. And the defensive, uh, what is he, 20, he's what, 29 years old. He's going to be 30. That's a lot of money, boy. That's another money. So Carl Lawson, DJ Reader. Um, I'm looking at Yannick and Gakwe is obviously going to be uh, in trying to get some some money on this there. Fletcher Cox, defensive tackle, but 33 can't see us bringing him in, bring them in. We're trying to get younger. At the end of the day, we're trying to get younger. So we'll see how and where this all plays out. That's 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 where we're at at this point. So let's see how it all plays out. Let me see here. Uh, do, 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 do. Click that up here. All right. So where do where do you guys see us with the defensive line? Are we are we good? Do you like where we're at? Do you see us trying to bring back? I mean, some of the guys we had like Leonard Floyd, I'd love to bring back Leonard Floyd. Problem is. He's going he's going to be asking for some money. We brought him in. Well, like we we got a steal at bringing him in at like nine mil. I think we got him for like 10, 10 or nine mil. Something something that of that nature. So. What do we do with our guy now? You got to bring him back. I can't see us not bringing him back. You got to. You got to bring that brother back. So uh, for me, Leonard Floyd has got to be one of the guys that we bring back for sure. Pair him with Greg Rousseau. Pair him alongside, obviously, Vaughn Miller. And then we go from there. But defensive tackle. Listen, there's this, there's this guy that I've been paying attention to. What's his name? Where's my video? I put a video of him here. Uh, D, what is his name? D, DeAndre Swift, not DeAndre Swift. Montres, what's that brother's name, man? I, I I grabbed a clip. He was in the uh, he was in the Senior Bowl. He was absolutely dominant, and he uh, he. Let me see where he's at here. Tavontre Sweat, excuse me. Look, I want you. I'm gonna play this clip for y'all, man. From Sweat. Oh my goodness! This boy from Texas, Longhorn, 
if if for some reason he falls, I think it was like Mel Kuyper had him slated as a mock draft to the Bills. You put him alongside Ed Oliver with the, the year Ed Oliver had, you bring back to Quan Jones. Holy smokes. Now that would make a brother happy. That would make a whole lot of us happy. <laughs> Ted Washington 2.0. Man, he is a, bro, he's a load, bro. <laughs> Mountain man indeed. He's a big boy. So if we somehow, thank you guys. You guys were like, you guys got me. You guys got me. I was trying to, I, I knew it was like a Tavante something or whatever. So Tavondre Sweat. Bro, if we, I haven't done, at least I haven't dug deep into the draft yet. You know what I'm saying? Because we have free agency and the Super Bowl is there. So I want to try to enjoy Super Bowl before I really start diving deep into these prospects. But man, that that dude has been popping up on my on my screen. He's been popping up on, men, on my mentions. Listen, this Tavantre Sweat, 6'3", 360? <laughs> that's a big boy. So you put that brother next to Ed Oliver? Bro, that solves a lot of the issues. Uh, that we'll have. I mean, the run game was was solid. We could obviously take care of the run game a little bit more, but man, do I like what I see from Travante Sweat. Now, could he fall all the way down to 28? Everybody needs a pass rush. Everybody needs a big boy, but maybe we get lucky enough that he falls to us because a lot of these these type of picks always fall to teams like the like the the Eagles or it falls to the Ravens. The Ravens always get these picks that just fall to them. You're like, how did that player get to that team? So maybe we end up being in that position where that brother just falls to the bills and we're like, yo, we can't miss. Grab him, put him right next to Ed Oliver. Let's bring him back to Quan Jones. Hey, Daquan, you trying to come back? Heck yeah. All right. Let's try to let's try to figure something out. But that sweat boy, you a problem. 360 and it's a lean, it's a clean 360. Bro, I saw the size, I saw the size of that brother, man. And he's young. So he's only going to, you know, I mean tighten up and, and get get lean and off. That's yo. If he could play like 340, three, you know what I mean, 340, 345, 350, and still maintain that strength, <laughs> that's a big problem, man. That's a big problem. So uh, we like it, man. John Harrison, stop using high-round picks on defense. It falls apart in the playoffs anyway. Get Josh Allen weapons. But here's the thing. John Heron, I respect that comment, really, because I. that's what I said. Guess what? We got to go defense again at the pass rush and draft another one. It's just something that we got to do every year. We have to keep the trenches going because you win this game in the trenches. I'm sorry to I'm sorry to break it to you, bro, but we win and lose games in the trenches. That's how it works. Like we got in the last the last game we just played, we lost in the trenches. Right? The, the teams were just putting pressure on Josh and Josh was getting off his mark. Um, and at the end of the day, we we didn't get enough pressure on Pat Mahomes at all, right? Neither quarterback was sacked, so we needed to to address that part. Uh, in that game but nonetheless I know what you're saying but get Josh weapons Josh he's got a tight end he's got a number one receiver he's got James Cook in the back end right he's got Khalil Shakir so we just and he, he who knows what we get from Justin Shorter so we're, we're gonna get a receiver but you don't have to go for a receiver in the first round you don't there's a there's a mantra of of, of receivers that are there so like getting weapons where else do you want to get in weapons so that's the thing it's easy to say, get Josh weapons. But look, let's look at the roster. He's not missing that much. It's just that we we didn't execute. We just didn't execute. And we're going to get these guys that are going to be better, a little better, uh, more experienced, obviously. The O-line, you got, obviously, Osiris Torrance is going to get more experience. So he's going he's gonna to be shoring up that line alongside um, 
our right tackle. So like Spencer Brown, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. You just got to add like maybe a piece or two to the offense. But the trenches is where we really need to affect it. We really do. Because I mean, if you look, look at the center. We got Deion Dawkins. He ain't going nowhere. They're probably going to extend him. I can, I can probably, I can't guarantee you that, but there's a, there's a chance we're going to extend him. Then you got uh, McGovern. They like McGovern. He had a solid year. He's making a lot of money, though. I'm not going to lie. Right? Mitch Morris, rookie, Cyrus Torrance, Spencer Brown. That's not a bad line. And that was one of the best lines in the game all year. So, like, you trying to move, you trying to shuffle things around there? No. Receiver room, probably add another receiver, maybe two. Bob's your uncle. That's that's what you need. And you obviously you have some some more notes that I'm gonna put down. But yeah, that's what you need. You don't really need to go too too much on the office side. It's all about the trenches, affecting the other team. Because we already know what we got. And we got Joe Brady on top of that. We'll be all right, man. We'll be all right. Um, so affecting the pass rush, we just we definitely need to get there. And I mean, I haven't gone, I haven't, I mean, I didn't do a deep dive at all, folks. So forgive me. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on some of the experts that know the draft a little bit more. And I'm talking to some people now that are putting my eyes where they need to be. And then we, we go from there. So we got to figure out what we're going to do in the trenches, right? So top priority, try to get uh, into the, into the pass rush, but try to get a little younger in that pass rush. So that's what we're looking at. Um, and here's another one. Number five, we need to complete the one, two, three punch in the run game. And you're probably like wondering what the, what do you mean? You mean a one, two punch? No, no, one, two, three punch, because you already know Josh Allen is going to be implemented in this run game, no matter how you look at it, no matter how you want to look at it, we're going to be running the football with Josh Allen. It's very clear and evident that Joe Brady respects Josh Allen's running ability. It's clear that he loves James Cook and using James Cook in the run game, which we love. We love to see it. We saw an uptick in his touches per game. So you're going to see way more James Cook going into third year. I hope he puts a little bit of weight on in the offseason, but in the third year, we should be all right. So, well, Rico, why'd you say one, two, three punch? Well, because we need to add that other that other back that can take the pressure off of both James Cook. James Cook, we already know he can run inside. He's not a bruiser back, but he can run inside. And he can also, obviously, he's effective on the outside and catching the football. We already know that. But what are you going to do at that running back position? Bro, I saw a running back. Now, I don't know where this brother's going to Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Get drafted. I can't see him getting drafted in the first round. But he's definitely going to be a day two guy for sure. Second round, third round, potentially. We'll see. But fam, let me tell you something, man. This Ray Davis... I want to I want to make sure that I'm getting I'm getting I'm starting to start to put my things together. I think it's Ray Davis. Golly, Ray Davis out of Kentucky. Let me show you all a little something about Ray Davis. Ray Davis ain't no joke. He's not a tall guy, but he's a bruiser back. And the boy can run. And if you could if somehow he falls enough where we can pair Ray Davis with James Cook, you're in good company. You're an absolute good company. Just let me, I want to just show y'all a little something. And uh, I kind of give you an idea of what we're looking at with Ray Davis. So I'm going to just play this little clip for you. Let me share the screen here and show you what this Ray Davis cat is about. And poor Leonard Fournette, only 28 with a team. Think you washed up. Uh, I don't know who you're talking about, but this Ray Davis cat. Let me show you all a little something about Ray Davis. I hope you guys can see. I'm going to try to open it up just so you guys can see a little bit from Ray Davis. This dude can be an absolute problem and a load. You let this guy. And look, primarily his runs are coming from shotgun. What do we normally run out of? We're really running out of shotgun. He ain't big. But he's got vision. He's got quick feet. In this game, that's all you need, man. You need vision, quick feet, and he's already got the strength. And he ain't going to – he's no burner. I mean, he's going to take off right now. He ain't going to just – he's not going to burn you all day. But let me tell you something, man. Quick feet and vision, that'll get you – that'll get you a, lo- a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? It'll get you a lot of success in this game. Ray, This Ray Davis cat, Mal, I don't know where he's going to get drafted. But for some reason, if he's able to be available for us, you pair him with James Cook. You got some problems, man. Look at that brother go. Look at that brother go, man. Don't play with him, man. Don't play with this brother, man. He's 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 tough. So we'll see. We'll see how this plays out. So I, I just want to, I had to show y'all something about this Ray Davis cat, man. Look, look at this guy go, man. Quick feet, boom, cut back. Let's go, son. Yo, I get excited when I watch the running back position. You already know that. But uh, but pair and I bring this up. <laughs> Rob says, no, Rico. We got to just sign two old veteran cheap bangers to compliment Cook next year. But this is, we're drafting a young guy. What you mean? You want to bring Latavius Murray back? I love what Latavius Murray was able to do. Now, obviously, we're looking at uh, Johnson back. We'll see, we'll see how that, that all plays out for us. But, man, man. <laughs> This this brother right here is would be something different. Would be something different for us. So uh, a guy like that would work is what I'm saying. So that was obviously someone that I was looking at. I was like, oh shoot, he's he nice like that. But can you pass pro? You know what I'm saying there are there things there are other things that just come from not just running the football. You got to be able to protect. If I'm going to leave you in the game and I'm passing, you better protect your quarterback because if you get him killed, we got a prop. We have a major problem. So we can't have two backs that can't pass protect if we need you. I'm not saying James Cook is awful, but James Cook is a little light in the pants. He's just gonna bowl. They're just gonna bowl his ass over. You know what I'm saying? But we need to we need to add that one, two, three punch for running back position. And uh, Ty Johnson, I like what Ty Johnson was able to do. If we can bring him back on this on a low low, 
then yo, I'm happy with that too because Ty Johnson was was the type of back that we needed to pair along James Cook. But if we're trying to get young, we're trying to you know what I mean get you know I mean, a young cheap contract. Yo, hit that draft, man. Hit that draft. Get yourself a, a bruiser of a back alongside James Cook, and we and we're good. We're in company. Um, but yeah, but those were those were my my priorities for the Bills, man. So finding obviously we 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 filled the role for offensive defensive coordinator. Number number one. Number two. Uh, obviously we need to figure out who's going to be our number two, two receiver. We need to fill that, fill that role somewhere, right? Whether it just or shorter comes in and we say, you know what, we're not going anywhere. We're going to stick with what we got. Can't see that happening. We're obviously going to bring a young dynamic receiver in someone that can stretch the field and someone that can pretty much do it all right. Gabe Davis is going to be a void that needs to be filled. Trent Sherfield clearly wasn't the answer. He just wasn't. Deontay Hardy was not the answer. I, he, I saw him with a, a cryptic tweet saying, I just need an opportunity, bitch. You didn't get an opportunity and you didn't make the most of it. That's just what it comes down to, right? So, and those things got to start in practice. I mean, practice, we talk about practice. Yeah, we talk about practice, man. That's how you get your time on the field. If you show me what you got in practice, then let's talk about it. That's, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day, right? So, um, yeah, you got to look at that. So receiver number two, Let's see where we're gonna where we where we decide to go with that. I'm, I mean, I can't see us not in the draft because I think we are going to. Uh, don't forget, we got uh, Hamler on the squad that we just signed as a future. So you got speed right there. So we'll see how we implement that. You got to hit that pass rush, man. You got to hit that pass rush yet again. We got some changes coming our way. Obviously, Von Miller's deal. I mean, it kind of puts a strain on what we can do, but we ain't got no choice. We, we're keeping that brother, so we got to add to. Our 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 in our defensive line, we got to add to it. Interior, I think this is where we need to. Daquan Jones, if we can get Daquan Jones back, that'd be great. And then if we can land a big time defensive tackle, and if it's Tavondre Sweat, shoot, sign me up. You know what I mean? Uh, and last but not least, I mean, listen, we got to we got to continue with the run game because we're gonna be running the football more with Joe Brady. So James Cook, there's only so much James Cook can do. We need someone that can pair along with James Cook. So let's see how this all plays out. Um, and that's it. That's it for me when it comes to the bills. Right. So on to the next topic before we get out of here, man. Super Bowl. Super Bowl time. What are we doing? Who do we like for the Super Bowl? Are we liking the Niners? Are we liking the Chiefs? I'm gonna tell you something, man. I'm conflicted with who I mean, I don't care who wins, but I'm conflicted with who I would uh, who I would um, want winning this game, to be honest with you. Josh Rich says, yo, Rico, we should sign Gus Edwards. His market value is 3.6. Ooh, Gus Edwards, bro? How old is Gus? Because that's the thing. We got to get young too, right? You got to get young. But if he's still got if he's still got fresh legs, then shoot. I mean, he just came off of a brutal injury last year. But he had a damn good year this year. But Gus Edwards, man, that, that's a that's a low. That's a running back that's tough to bring down. Really tough to bring down. Dude, I can't see. Does the team bring Damian Harris back? I can't see that happening either. Damian Harris was supposed to be the one-two punch. I thought he was going to take over as RB1. Was I ever wrong on that issue? Couldn't even stay healthy, crying out loud. Anyway, <laughs> um, 28 years old, Gus Edwards. Huh? That would be interesting. That would be very interesting. He looks like a Raven for life type of guy. I mean, with a guy with the way the, I mean, I would move away from the Ravens because all those running backs that go to Ravens, something happens to those running backs, man. They get hurt. So it's like a curse, man. I ain't trying to go to, to the Ravens, because I want my career to thrive, for crying out loud. They had two guys go down with huge injuries. Golly, that's craziness. But anyway, let's move on. Super Bowl. I'm, do I want the Niners to win? 
in a way, in a way, you wanted to win because you don't want Pat Mahomes gaining three Super Bowls. That's absolutely insane, right? As a as a competitor, as a fan of the Bills, obviously, you don't want the guy that could have been the Bills quarterback at one point and the guy that continues to whoop our ass and send us packing to win a third. It just sucks. And now your own quarterback that you want to win a Super Bowl is going to be like, all right, I got to chase this guy and he's got three rings already. Oh, my gosh. So if he loses, obviously, to the 49ers, you know what I'm saying? The Bills still have a chance to kind of get one, maybe two, and, and surpass that. But sometimes it's not about that. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, look, at Peyton Manning, what, he's got two? Two Super Bowls, one with the uh, the Broncos, and I think what he got one with the Colts. So at the at the end of the day, <laughs> it it's about winning one at least. If you get one, great. The others, if you get six, you just a greedy mother effort, right? I'm just kidding. But you get six, you're you're obviously considered one of the greatest, and obviously Tom Brady shows you that. the The football fan in me is more like. Bro, we're watching greatness. We're watching greatness. So do you want to see, I mean, fan fanhood aside, do you want to see, do you want to see greatness? Do you want to see Pat Mahomes do great things? And if you're able to witness greatness, I mean, it's like watching LeBron, man. You're watching greatness, right? When I was watching Kobe, I was watching greatness. When, when people watching Mike Jordan, they're watching greatness. You wanted to see him. All right, shoot, he's going for the three-peat. Let's go. Shit, he's going for another three-peat. Let's go. So, it all depends on how, what angle you're coming from. It all depends on what angle you're coming from at the end of the day. What's Rob saying? Rob saying, yo, Rico, uh, Rico was at the influential age when my way on my way out came. Ah, hold on. Rico was at the influence, influential age when my way came out. My way, Usher? <laughs> What's Rob saying, man? What? <laughs> I don't know what Rob is trying to tell me, but are you, are you, are you referencing Usher on my hands? I don't know what you're trying to tell me, but. All right, then. But nonetheless, who do you guys have in this in this game? Chiefs or not? To me, I see the I see I see the Chiefs winning this one, man. I see the Chiefs winning this one. And the 49ers are gonna put a violent effort up, but I think the Chiefs are just a more superior team. They got a way better quarterback. They the defense is just going to do too much to Brock Purdy. And I don't think it's I don't know. I'm not saying it's not going to be close, but I think it's going to be a dominant win by the Chiefs. I just what I think. Um, I just that team is just it's just good, man. They're just that good. And if you go back to what the 49ers did, yo, you had issues with the Packers, right? And uh, the the sorry, not the Packers. The Detroit Lions took it to you. They they took it to you, and you you're nearly. You know what I'm saying if they if they didn't decide to get greedy. Big problems would have been had your way, right? Was it the Packers? Am I tripping? Yeah, it was the Packers. And the Packers almost took you down too. So, like, you had two challenges with these teams, and now you're going to go face a juggernaut of a team with the Kansas City Chiefs that offensively they don't got no problems pushing the bag, pushing the football. Spagnolo's running that defense. Chris Jones is an absolute monster. I don't know, man. I think the Chiefs take this one. I'm not going to say easily. But I think this Chiefs is it's gonna it's not gonna be as exciting of a Super Bowl as we think. I think the Chiefs are gonna are gonna take this one and it's just gonna be it. Um Jay, freaking Kelsey, the problem with the Bills, uh still think it's rocket science. Need Josh Allen, uh LB Jaguars. All right, no, they're gonna sign that brother back. 
they're going to sign him back. Spags is the advantage for being able to confuse Purdy. Purdy is a good quarterback, but don't get me wrong. But, yo, that Legereus Sneed, like, put him on who you want to put him. Put him on Brandon Ayuk. Fine. Debo and Samuels, they'll, they'll handle that, no problem. I think I think it's just it's going to be the CMC game, but I think they're going to bottle up CMC. So I think it's the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to win this one handedly, in my opinion. And then we go from there. Do I want the Chiefs to win this one? The competitor side of you is like, yo, I don't want him to get a third one. But I mean, listen, if he's going to get a third one, we're probably watching one of the best quarterbacks to play. He might even surpass Tom Brady the way things are going. You'd hate it because you want your own quarterback to get one for crying out loud. But it's just what it is, man. It's just what it is. What's up, Rich? Rich says, yo, Lions are the team, uh, a good team, bro. They are a good team. And they should have won against the freaking Niners. That's the crazy part. And the Niners, I mean, they they made plays at the end. Two miss, I mean, two opportunities to hit a field goal. You decide to go for it. It happens. I mean, the greed, the greed came in and it kicked in. Kittle is going crazy Sunday. The Chiefs suck at tight ends. Bro, don't fall for that. Let's not fall for that, bro. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it, JR. I'll tell you, you there's big things coming our way with uh with the Chiefs and and obviously the Niners, but Travis Kelsey's on the other side. And that boy went off last the last time he played on the field. You saw what happened. He went off on us. Two touchdowns, 75 yards. He came off early. The Mahomes is just that good, man. Listen, Walter S. Listen, put your put your your biases aside. We'll see what Walter says. Walter says Mahomes is great. With that said, he's been a complimentary piece more than a driving force of this current run. Anything less than elite defenses they had this year, and they're sitting at home. Oh, Walter. I love Walter because Walter always challenges. I love it. I love it, Walter. Don't get me wrong. When you when you come, I, I always look forward to what's, what's seeing what Walter has to say. But he is the driving force. You can't just say Mahomes is great. Because I love that you just you didn't say but. You said, with that said, <laughs> you tricky son of a V. With that said, he's been he's been a complimentary piece. He's there's no way he listen, the defense compliments him. He doesn't compliment the defense, right? The defense has got to it's got to keep up with what he does because he will put points on the board. He will. And that's what we need for, for the Bills, right? We need the Bills to kind of hold their end. And sometimes we fall short and we don't do what we're supposed to do um, consistently. But Pat Mahomes is that dude, man. He is that dude. He's just special. He's just special. Um, Richard says, yo, I 100% agree with Walter. <laughs> Listen, that defense is great. It's a good defense. But there are moments where that, that brother just puts the team on his back and he just wills them, right? A lot of the conversation when we played the when we played the Chiefs was, well, we left a, a minute and 40 seconds on the clock. I saw that so many times. Why didn't people mention that? Because they were confident that he was just going to march up and score and we were still going to lose that game. Right? They didn't say, oh, the game's over now. It's, it is what it is. No, no, no. They said, you still left time on the clock. So, like, he is the driving force. But I'm not going to fault you because that defense is damn good. Legereus Sneed will get paid, and he should get paid as one of the top corners in the game. He is that nice. He absolutely erased Stefan Diggs, not only this year, but every other time that we played that team, he erased Stefan Diggs. Stefan has a problem with dealing with Stefan with uh, with Jerry Sneed. It's crazy. Oh, they were doubling. No, nah, we didn't double his ass. We didn't. We just we just played ball. That's all we did. We just played ball. So it's, it's definitely tough. So um, I wanted to look at the Vegas lines for this game. I gotta take take a look, see what uh, what Vegas is saying. 
and who's going to do what. Uh, one question for you is Christian McCaffrey. Does he get over 100 yards against Kansas City? I'm going to say yes, he does. But we're about to find out what Vegas is saying. Let's see what Vegas is saying for this uh, for this upcoming game. So what are you and how are you guys feeling about this game, too? I just, I'm just curious about this. So here we go. Opening odds. Let me see. Let me pull this up here. Let's see what we got. Let me bring this over here just a little bit. See what we're playing. You know what? Let me just share my screen. So I'm, I have my laptop open on the side here. See what happened here. So in that regard, while I, while I try to load this up here, uh, San Fran will prevail. I think so too. I think San Fran. Oh, sorry, I don't think San Fran will prevail. You say San Fran is going to prevail. They got to lean heavily on the run game because that's how they set things up. You got to set it up with my guy Christian McCaffrey, one of the best guys in the game. Chiefs have a uh, Chiefs. Chiefs have been average all season, even this playoff run. Mahomes has been serviceable. With 1.3 TDs a game and around 225 yards, he's meh. That is the most biased thing I've ever heard. He's meh. Pat Mahomes is meh. Two Super Bowls under his belt, but he's meh. Fam, did you not see what he did to us? He carved us. He he absolutely did carve us. What, he had like six incompletions against us? Come on, we can't call him meh. Come on, man. Ronald says he's right. Come on, he, Yo, what are you guys smoking today, man? Pablo Holmes is man, bro. Take your Bills hats off, folks. You gotta, you gotta realize Pablo Holmes is nice. He's that guy. He's the best quarterback in the game. He's man. I've never, I've never. He's, come on, guys. Let's let's cut it out. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. Don't do that, man. All right. Let me see what the uh... man. I can't believe I just. We better than that. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far to say he's meh. Yeah, Walter, Walter, come on now. Don't 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 co-sign what he said. Thank you very much for saying that. The defense was a shell of itself, bro. You know it. Oh, I know. I'm aware. Uh, the defense, if I wish listen, man, this would have been a different outcome. This would have been a different outcome if obviously our guys were healthy. But it's just that's the way the that's the way the game is played, man. You get you get injuries, and these injuries play a part. And and it's just what it is, man. Mahomes has Reed. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And so did Alex Smith. Alex Smith has some success as well. Donovan McNabb had success. He went to a Super Bowl. I mean, that's a good coach. That's a damn good coach for sure. You know what I mean, there's not there's not many Andy Reeds out there. So sometimes you you gotta you gotta put it out there. Pat Mahomes is a legit number two all time QB. You could definitely have, that's definitely, our, you could put that in argument for sure. And he's only what? He's not even 30 yet, folks. He's not even 30. It's crazy. The boy is just meant to throw the football. It's just what it is, man. How is KC scoring tons of points against the Niners, but not the Dolphins or Bills with those defenses? This is nuts to me. It's game plan. You got a game plan. I mean, that defense does help. It does help to have a defense that that helps your defense, that helps your offense, right? Like Ralter was saying earlier, it's complimentary, but... I think that the driving force is obviously um, Pat Mahomes, but that defense to go alongside with him, that's very nice. It's very nice to have, that's for sure. What elite QB doesn't carve up the Bills defense <laughs> in the playoffs? <laughs> oh, Walter, you're right, though. You're not wrong. 
I mean, hold on, hold on now. I mean, yo, Joe Brady, Joe Brady, Joe Brady. Um, yo, the Bengals did carve us up pretty good. I'm not gonna cap. Burrow, Burrow carved us up pretty good. Um, obviously, Pat Mahomes does it to us all the time. But I mean, you know what? Skylar Thompson was moving the ball on us. I'm not gonna cap. Skylar Thompson was moving the ball, but I could the defense in that regard, and I hate to even use this as a defense, but like we didn't know shit about about Skylar. So we're like, well, how do, how do we play this guy? How do we defend this dude? We don't know anything about him, right? So I guess you could look at it that way. But I mean, how many elite quarterbacks are in there in this game? I mean, two of them really did it to us, Joe Burrow and Pat Mahomes, but like nobody else really carved us up. So it's just those two guys so far. <laughs> those two guys so far. So we'll see what uh, how it plays all out. If the 49ers uh, middle linebacker wasn't injured, I would be more comfortable with them winning. He had better stats than Milano when he got injured. Are oh, you talking about Fred Warner? Fred Warner, I mean, I, I can't see him missing this game. He's going to play. I mean, how bad is he Is he injured? We'll see. Phillip Rivers carved, carved the Bills. Did he against us? I mean, that was a close game uh, when he was on the Colts. So did he? He made some big plays down the stretch. That's for sure. He did make some big plays. I'm not going to cap. That is that. That is the facts. But um, this game is going to be a good one. I mean, I just, in my opinion, I just think that uh, we, uh, we're we going to see a game where the, the Chiefs are going to show that they're just that better of a team. In my opinion, I, th- I think that's what I see happening. And uh, how it's going to play out, we'll see. So right now, the, the spread right now is they got uh, – they got the 49ers minus two. Damn, that hasn't that line hasn't changed at all. It's been like that consistently. So hey, they got the 49ers winning this game, and that's just gonna piss off the Kansas City Chiefs even more. It's gonna, it's gonna play, it's gonna, it's gonna piss them off even more, bro. I'll just what is this what it is? All right, so we'll, let's see what the uh Patrick Mahomes are saying that he's 259 yards over under. Give me the over. I think he's going to actually shred these guys for, for 300 yards. Maybe I'm tripping. Am I tripping? What do you guys think? Pat Mahomes, they got Pat Mahomes at 259. You guys like that you over? And then they got Brock Purdy at 243. So I'm going to say under for Brock Purdy at 243. That defense is too good for that. And I'll say 259. I'll take Pat Mahomes for 259. So let's do the first one. Pat Mahomes over under 259 on this on the 49ers defense. 259. 259.5. Over under. Bill I am. He gives he gives me the under. He's feeling he's feeling really good about these uh about what's gonna take place here. Let me look at everybody else. Nah. I meant uh Ohufunga, their safety. Oh, that's who you're talking about. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that makes a big difference. That's a huge difference. Over Mahomes goes over 300 yards. I agree, Jeremy Bennett. I'm with you. Over 300 yards. I think he goes over 300. Listen, the the Niners defense, yo, what's his face was moving all over the place, and they're running the football all over them, man. Pacheco, I don't think Pacheco's that great of a running back. He's solid, but he could have some uh, some yardage against his 49ers uh, defense. So, this is why I say that it's not going to be as close as you guys think it is. Uh, Bills Mafia has no class throwing snowballs at the victors, sore losers. I mean, that's just what happens. That's just what happens, folks. Um, Brock Purdy, 243, over, under. 
yo, your high Rico under. <laughs> yo, he's he's over. He's gonna throw for over three hundred. I think he's gonna go for three hundred. I'm telling you right now. But Brock Purdy, I say two forty and under. Over under. Depending if it's a blowout, like I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. I think it's gonna be handedly won by the Chiefs. Then he's gonna have no choice but to throw the football. So could he go over? If it's as close as people think it's going to be, then I say under. So over for Pat Mahomes, under. Um, under for um, for Brock Purdy. Here's the thing. Christian McCaffrey, 89.5 yards, over, under. For me, I'm going over. He's going to go over 100 yards. To me, that's an easy one. Easy one, easy one, easy one. If you're going to place your bets on that one, that's the one you want to put your money on. Um, and speaking of putting your money on, this is a great segue to get into. Put your money on Christian McCaffrey and uh, you can make your money. But listen, this is where you want to use your bets right here. Underdog fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy sports. It's also the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. In the Pick'em game, you can pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in that week's game for a chance to win big. And as you already know, I'm going Josh Allen higher in yards every single week. So sign up today with promo code Buffalo Fanatics and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. And don't forget to register with promo code Buffalo Fanatics to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. All right, folks, use that promo code. Buffalo Fanatics. I got Christian McCaffrey, 89.5. Over, under. To me, I'm with you, man. CMC goes over 100 yards. That guy, let me tell you something. This guy is amazing. You know what I'm saying? This guy is an amazing running back, man. Whether whether you're, you know what I'm saying, when you look at like, man, a white running back doing it, yo, white, black, or indifferent, this guy is just a freaking beast, man. Run in between the tackles, can catch out of the backfield, Honestly, when you look at the, how'd you, you get him $16 million a year? He is well worth it. Well worth it. And I read something that's pretty crazy because a lot of cap hits, a lot of dudes have huge cap hits with these big ass contracts. Apparently the way that these, his cap hit is super low. It's something like, I think it was like, uh, his, if they were to, if they were ever to move on from, it's like three mil, $4 million. That's it. They structured it in a way with the Panthers when they made that trade that the Panthers took on huge amount of that. So the 49ers are chilling with a very low cap hit on this brother, man. So to me, Christian McCaffrey, best running back in the game, hands down right now. Best running back in the game, no questions about it. All right, so 89.5 yards, take the over ASAP. ASAP, ASAP, ASAP. Here's one for you. Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco, 65.5 yards. 65.5 yards, over or under. <laughs> that's a tough one. That's a tough one. 65.5. For me, against that 49ers defense, I think he's going to go over. I think he goes over. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I'm with you guys. He's going over. Oh, Robin Brown says under. 40 Water says over. Pacheco over for sure. Me too. Listen, Gibbs killed them. Jones killed them. Look, listen, they're going to, they're a team that you can run on them. Chase, listen, Chase Young, that, that young, Chase Young, I think his name is, bro, he's overrated, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Javon Greenlaw, solid. They got some good players on that squad. Don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? Got both on that squad, but, like, 
They're going to run over. They're going to run on this team. They're going to be able to run on them. Pat Mahomes, 24 yards over, under. Give me over. He's going to, he scrambles for the 20 yards easy. So he will, he will be over. Pat Mahomes, 24 yards. Debo Samuels, 15.5 yards. Yo, if you're going to put money on that one, I would take that. I would take that one right there. I would take that. So Pat Mahomes, you guys on the over? I like it. Uh, Richard, I used to think that too, but when the Cowboys and Niners are considered the physical teams of the conference, they got me second guessing. You damn right. <laughs> you damn right, Walter. Uh, let me see what we got here. Clyde's Edward Solaire, who cares? Um, they got a bet for Travis Kelsey rushing the football, bro. But if you do, if you do bet on it, it's good money. It is good money. So Christian McCaffrey over Isaiah Pacheco, uh, Pacheco, I think it's over. Pat Mahomes, I think goes over. Brock Purdy. They got him at 10 yards. Yeah, you might get that. And Debo Samuels, I think he goes, uh, I think he goes over 15.5 yards for sure. Take that money. Take that money. Take that money. All right, let me go to the receiver room. So they got Travis Kelsey at 70.5 yards. 70.5 yards. How y'all, how y'all feel about that? 70.5 yards for Travis Kelsey. Over or under. Alpha Rob says, yo, hope the game isn't close in the fourth quarter. If Seth is San Fran, if it is, San Fran is done. They're getting no calls their way. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. <coughs> Purdy's been running lately. So Jeremy Bennett, you might take that 10.5 then. They're saying 10.5. So yo, give him a scramble of like 10 yards, 11, 12 yards. Might get it. Yo, hammer the over, Noah Brown says. 70.5 yards receiving for Travis Kelsey. Hammer the over. You guys like that? Kelsey under, but we'll get those TDs. What? You think Kelsey goes under? Bro, he's hyped for this game. He is absolutely freaking hyped for this game. So that's a tough one, man. I'm give, give me the over, man. You got to go through to Travis Kelsey. You got to go through him, man. I think he gets it. It's a tough line, though. It's not as easy as you think. 70 yards, though? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going to rethink that one, man. I'm going to rethink that one. Ooh, I got to rethink that. Nah, I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> I'm going to stick with that, man. I'm, I'm going to take that over. Give me Travis Kelsey over. For sure. I'm taking that. Rasheed Rice, 65 yards and over. If I say that Josh, Josh, you see, if I say Pat Mahomes is going over 300, give me Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey for over the, the 65 yards for sure and 75, 70.5. Give me them both. I'm going to take that. Debo Samuels, 57.4. Oh, that's a tough one. 57.5 yards receiving for Debo Samuels. Oof, that's tough. And if you look at Debo's last few games, he hasn't been as effective as we think. Hammer that over, bro. Rice and Kelsey combined for 250. I like that. I like that. Hammer that over. Noah Brown. Noah Brown looks like he's a he's a gambler. <laughs> George Kittle, 47 yards. Give George Kittle more credit than that, man. Give him more credit than that. 47 yards for sure. You, I, Listen, I don't really use this, these, these terms. Hammer. Hammer that shit, boy. Hammer that. No problem. Golly. Let's go to the receptions. Travis Kelsey, they're saying that he's going to get uh, 6.5 receptions. So seven receptions for him. Are y'all in? Hit that over. Travis Kelsey. I'm hitting that. Six receptions for Rasheed Rice. Ooh, I don't know if I like that one. 
Rasheed Rice at six, seven receptions. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Clyde's Edwards Hilaire is always good for one reception, maybe two. That might be one that I might hit. Debo Samuels are saying four receptions. How are you only going to give Debo Samuel four receptions? Are they depend? Are they thinking that he's going to be covered by by Legarius Sneed? They got four receptions for Brenda Ayuk and four receptions for Debo Samuels. Man, oh man! See, this is why I don't gamble, man. This is why I do not gamble because of crap like this, where you're like, ooh, oh, I don't know, I don't know. So we'll see. Debo over with total yards as a rusher included, but not just receiving. Kittle for the over. Well, they're saying Debo 57 yards receiving, excuse me, rushing and 47 yards receiving. So you're looking at under 100 yards total. I don't think he gets that under. I think he gets under. Oh, see, that's why I don't gamble, bro. That's why I don't do it. I don't do it. <laughs> it's too crazy, man. It's too crazy for me. I don't know. Yo, Mr. Buffalo Bill says, yo, this is going to be a must session. Casey getting routed. Oh, my God. I can't see it. I can't see. Bro, they couldn't even route the Lions, and they couldn't even route the Packers. Like, what are we talking about here? And they're going to route the – you mean the, the the champs? Oh, bro. Four. They've been here before. So, we'll see. It's all about Brock Purdy. Can Brock Purdy lead these boys? If Brock Purdy's good enough, we'll see some good things. But if this defense gets to Brock Purdy, it's over with. I can't see Brock Purdy light anything up. Can't see it happening. At least with, with Josh, Josh knows these Kansas City Chiefs. He knows Spagnuolo's defense. He knows that they're going to spy him and all that good stuff. So he knows how to kind of fit things thing fit things through. Josh Allen's elite, though. I mean, elite quarterbacks got to do things against these, these solid defenses. But Brock Purdy coming in, I don't know, man. I don't, I, Brock Purdy's good. He's a good quarterback. And I know I don't like I don't like all the hate that he's getting, but the Chiefs are gonna eat his lunch, man. The Chiefs are gonna eat his lunch, man. We, he's gonna look like Mr. Irrelevant, in my opinion. In my opinion. But anyway, I just want to uh to to send you these odds that I see happening right now. Um, I figured that uh it'd be fun to see. And I think let's see what touchdowns, who they have for touchdowns. They got Jarek McKinnon scoring a touchdown, 550 plus 550. Jarek McKinnon's always good for a touchdown. Christian McCaffrey for a touchdown for sure. Minus 210. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco for a touchdown. You want to get one that's not known to getting a touchdown. Like a Clyde Edwards Hilaire scoring a touchdown. That would be big. You put put money on that one. Or Justin Watson getting a touchdown. Because you know one of these guys, one of these oddballs is going to get a touchdown. Is Cardero's Tony even going to play? Who knows? Like Elijah Mitchell scoring. Noah, listen, Noah Gray scoring a touchdown. You put money on that. You're huge. It's huge. But anyway, yeah, McKinnon scoring a touchdown for sure, bro. He's he's definitely going to get one, something like that. But anyway, to me, I think the winner on this is going to be, uh, I think the Chiefs win this one. It's just my opinion. Um, I like, I thought the 49ers, I was thinking 49ers, but I just, I think the Chiefs is just that, that good of a team. I think they're peaking at the right time. And forget about the regular season because it really doesn't matter about regular season. I think we all know that. And when it comes to the playoffs, you gotta get you gotta get shit done. Get shit done in the playoffs, and that's what the Chiefs do. But you guys don't see it that way. 27-23 San Francisco. Ooh, you guys are it's all the way that way. Uh, one more story before I get out of here. Travis Kelsey is known to uh I gotta I gotta take a sip of this before I get out of here. Travis Kelsey 
I now said Travis Kelsey. New York Times is is donning Travis Kelsey's haircut as the Travis Kelsey fade. I couldn't roll my eyes hard enough. <laughs> Travis Kelsey, not him. He got nothing to do with that. New York Times and folks that just don't know. Folks that just don't know calling the Travis Kelsey fade. It's happening everywhere. They're asking for the Travis Kelsey. What? Asking for the Travis Kelsey? I'll be damned. You mean to tell me if I walk into a barbershop, I say, hey, bro, you mean that Travis Kelsey? <laughs> I hope my barber looks at me and turns the chair around and says, what'd you just say? What'd you just say? Uh, the, the Travis Kelsey, you know, the, the, the skin fade. Nah, bro. Yo, take that, take that apron off and send me, send me out, send me out of the barbershop. You ain't going to tell me that I'm going to sit there and ask for the Travis Kelsey and, and, and have a straight face. <laughs> and this is the problem, man. People just don't know people. Okay. So people are, Hey, what are you, what are you talking about? Let me tell you what I'm talking about. So right now, Travis Kelsey's. I mean, skin fade is is the talk of the town because I don't even know where this came from and why it's the talk of the town. He's got a regular ass skin fade, but they're making it a big deal. Like it's it's a signature because the Swifties, I guess, love what you know what I mean he's bringing to the table and what he looks like, and that fade is so smooth, right? And they're trying to deem it like it's that's the Travis Kelsey because that brother has a boy. They they call that the Boosie fade, if you will. And you might not know who Boosie is, but it's all good, little Boosie. But, like, come on, people. The Travis Kelsey? How dare? How the nerve of New York Times? What an embarrassment. Yo, where are the black folks on the, in, in the New York Times? Any black folk out there? Before you press publish, yo, go consult the black folk that are in that, in that, in that building somewhere and say, hey, uh... I'm about to write this article. Uh, anything that's wrong with it? The whole freaking thing. The whole freaking thing. Are you kidding me? The Travis Kelsey. Boy, oh, my gosh, man. In February, on top of that. Oh, OMG. That's all I'm going to say. In February, you have the nerve. <laughs> Y'all have the nerve to talk about the Travis Kelsey fade in February. Who in the hell is working that? <laughs> this must be, this, it's got to be satire. They actually put that thing out there. You know what? <laughs> Gentrification strikes again. Boy, they tripping, man. Golly, are you kidding me? And let me show you what this fade looks like. I got to show you what this, this, this fade looks like, first of all. First of all, I get myself a fade every couple weeks. All right? Let me, say, let me tell you what the talk of the town is. So Travis Kelsey, listen, even when I, try, when I type in Travis Kelsey, that's all they want to talk about is, is the Travis Kelsey fade. So let me let me let me show y'all what they're looking at. The Travis Kelsey fade. Give me the Travis Kelsey. Golly, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> the nerve. The absolute nerve. All right. So let me see if I can try to. This is a this is a good picture to show y'all that Travis Kelsey. And listen, let me tell you, he's actually saying he says. He quotes it. It's absolutely ridiculous to credit him with a fade. Somebody put that in there. I'm hoping that he he said something to say, yo, what would they say? What they saying about me? So let me just show you all this before I get out of here because I, I got to go to work. All right. 
The Swifties are all over. They're all about it, man. Can we? Can my boy? I'm gonna tell my boyfriend they get the fade, the Travis Kelsey boy. I hope your brother slaps you in the chair. Like, how dare you? So this is this is the Travis Kelsey fade. Let me try to zoom it in for y'all. So they're loving this. This is the fade, folks. This is it, right? And he's laughing about it. Let me see if uh. It's absolutely ridiculous. And to do it and to do it on February first to throw me to the walls like that, that was messed up, man. I don't want anything to do with that one, man. I I, I got a good fade if you need it though. It's a two on top, a nice high to mid fade with the taper in the back. But I didn't invent that. I just asked for it. Yo, that's absolutely funny, man. The, even he's laughing about that. Who it they they absolutely threw this brother to the wolves for sure. On fe- and I, that's what I said. On February 1st, on top, let me play that again. Let me play that again for you. It's absolutely ridiculous. And to, do it, and to do it on February 1st, to throw me to the walls like that, that was messed up, man. I don't want anything to do with that one, man. I, I, I got a good fade if you need it, though. It's a two on top, a nice high to mid fade with the taper in the back. But I didn't invent that. I just asked for it. Let me tell you something. Some of, some of the white kids are wait. Two on top skin taper on the bottom and they're taking notes he absolutely just crushed he said yo y'all threw me to the wolves on february 1st on top of that <laughs> you gotta be tripping anyway i had to get a laugh for myself um oh jeremy better says yo the military <laughs> thank you jeremy military been doing that for faith for years <laughs> thank you very much man there's a high i mean the military be tripping though because they got you like a like a they give just they just leave you a little bowl on top and they skin it all the way at least give me the size a little bit right <laughs> and, and here's the thing laura says travis Kelsey's previous girlfriends are black listen travis travis's girl his previous girl was a black girl so she was like yo you know what you should do probably he probably was doing that before she even met her but the sister was like yo man just get it high and tight just you know i mean do that and you're good to go jerry bennett high and tight <laughs> anyway that's neither here nor there now it's the fade beard combo. I uh, listen, man. That's like that's like the look. Every every one of the every white boy that I see come out the barbershop, shit is faded. Nice, nice, nice fade. Yo, they look nice, man. I don't know what happened, but the the haircut that was doing it, the haircut that was doing it, like just last year, was the part. Remember the part with the line through it? All the white boys were doing that stuff, and that was a clean. That was a clean look. I was like, yo, I can't even front. That's a that's a good look. Now. The fade's coming back. The fade is coming back because of Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. But anyway, I'm going to let y'all be, man. This, this is it. This is a wrap for me. Uh, you guys have yourself a fantastic evening. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Smash that like if you guys enjoy the show. It's the off-season, people, so bear with us. We're trying to, you know what I'm saying, find some things out. And I got to give one more shout-out, man. Shout-out to my dog, uh, my man Rev. My, Rev, my man Rev is, is, is leaving BF. And uh, for, if you guys didn't know, he's leaving BF. He's going to go and uh, venture off and do uh, something completely different, actually. Uh, it's related to sports, but uh, more of a faith, faith-based faith sports and uh, and uh, and Christianity together. I kind of love it. I love. Actually, I don't kind of love it. I love it. Uh, so he's going to step away from doing Bill stuff with Buffalo Fanatics, but he's going to do his own sports stuff. Uh, but it's going to be uh, – it's a combination of sports and faith together, the Christian faith together. And uh, shout out to my dog, man. That's my guy. I can't – I can't uh, not uh, give him some love, but he's still going to be on Twitter. He's still going to be doing his stuff. He's still going to come on here and chop it up with us uh, here and there. So it's not like he's like completely out of here, but I love, 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 love what he's doing. So uh, shout out to my dog. 
uh, my man Rev. I gave, I called him. I gave him a heartfelt man. I love you, bro. Like, I love it. I love what he's doing. But that's my dog, man. For real, that's my dude. So, uh, shout out to my man Rev. And uh, we will. Uh, I mean, he, he's always gonna come on the show anyway. Me and Zbox can hold it down. But you already know what it is, man. So you guys have yourself a great evening. We will catch you guys on the flip. Smash that like before you get out of here. And I apologize to those that were trying to uh, super chat and so on and so forth because. I don't know what happened. I don't know what what they what they're doing, man. They're messing with the uh, the super chat stuff, so so be it. But you know what? It's not always about super chats at all. It's actually not about super chats. It's about putting the content out there. And if you guys love it and you want to interact and you want to donate, that's a whole different ballgame. But you always know it's always appreciated. And by the way, last 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 before I get out of here, shout out to my dog Don Makui. I got ninety nine problems, but selling homes ain't none. I'm telling you right now, man. This is one of the best realtors in the game. Uh, in Nova Scotia, if you if you ever need, this is the guy to hit. And if you're a realtor and you got a business and you're trying to make me promote for you, you already know. Hit me up. You guys have a great night. Rico. Let me get my intro out. And we're going to do it up. So you guys have yourself a special evening. Have a good night. And we'll catch you guys potentially again on Friday. So until next time, it's Rico. And I'm gone. Let's go. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.